You have three voicemails. It's been ingrained in my childhood. Okay. Through my mom. So what? When you were a little kid, your mom just tells you all the time, "You're a chicken. <laughs> You're a chicken. You're a chicken. You're a chicken." Also, especially girls. I don't want girls calling me older, because it sounds very flirty. <laughs> like, oh the brother lang, oh the brother lang. Yeah, and with male, I think there's no nothing stopping them from reproduction <laughs> capabilities. Hello there. Welcome to the show where we have the convos about Vietnam, you know. Hello there and welcome to Convo Comrades, a conversation with the community about Vietnam. In the previous episode, we talked about my birthday and the different expectations on age brackets and age groups. And then we also talked about birthday customs and just Long's really bad present to a friend, which was, yes, a ballpoint pen. Practical, very practical. A ballpoint pen, and now we're going to continue the conversation on the topic of age, age discrimination. The older, the wiser. Do we agree with it? Perception on different people and types of people as they progress to certain ages, and then uh, we might be able to wrap up with some discussions on zodiacs and horoscopes. Let's begin. Yeah, let's move on now to some debatable topics. Mm-hmm. For example, age discrimination. Mm-hmm. So in Vietnam society, mm-hmm. you have to respect your elders, right? Mm-hmm. Which makes sense for the people who are very old. Right? You, you've got to respect them, like 70, 80. <laughs> you've got to, <laughs> yeah, whatever they say, you must say, okay, that, that's great. No argument here. You are, you are great. Yes. <laughs> but there's a middle ground mm-hmm. when they're just a few years older. are you trying to take a shot at me (laughs) wait wait this is a general it's just it's just so it applies to our situation here okay but a year older two years older or even 10 years older Mm -hmm. but still below that 70 (laughs) absolute of you're great what's with you in 70s (laughs) no to, to me right personally i feel like when a person reached 70 They've lived their life. What you about know, 69? They, 68? No, they're still young. <laughs> <laughs> 70. I love I it. Mean... I, 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 <laughs> it's kind of like, I don't know. If your your grandfather or your grandma, they're like, it's it's like the day before their birthday. <laughs> they're 69. <laughs> and they're telling you, long your podcasts are stupid. <laughs> like, no, 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 it's good. It's stupid. No, no, it's good. And then midnight hits. Oh, yeah, yeah. My podcasts are stupid. <laughs> Personally, I feel that they've lived all their life. And based on statistic, right, which is life expectancy statistics, they they don't have much time left. So just better appreciate them and, and just make them have a good time, right? <laughs> I don't agree, but okay. <laughs> All right. So that's my uh, my reason for choosing 70. But anyway, there's a middle ground here. Mm-hmm. A few years older, 10 years older, mm-hmm. what the general expectation is. Because they're older, they should be the one who have the final say. Mm-hmm. Or if there's a competition in a company on who's being promoted, mm-hmm. there's a high pressure mm-hmm. for the older person. Mm-hmm. 
which I, I understand it doesn't apply all the time, but the older person tends to be thought of as mm-hmm. he should be promoted. Mm-hmm. But we can come back when when he did not get promoted, how he would be f- looked at by mm-hmm. other people. Or she. Will. Yes, or she. Mm-hmm. So yeah, how do you feel about this? The older, the wiser. Let's let's call it that. The older, the wiser? Question mark. I think it's certainly something that is more prevalent in the Asian societies. Mm. Absolutely, because based on my experience here in the UK, you get people like myself who are relatively young. I would like to say that. Yeah. Questioning, challenging, and debating with older people all the time. Yeah. All the time, and it's not in a disrespectful manner, but there's this open atmosphere and environment for people to do so and you get a lot of people who are older than you but they're very open to the fact that well i don't know those things you know i might be experts in certain areas but i don't know everything so i'm very open to learning and to developing myself but given my you know very limited years in vietnam and every now and then i would be going back to vietnam Um, to visit the family and the relatives, so on and so forth. I kind of get that there's less flexibility in a Vietnamese society because, like you said, the general expectation is the older, the wiser, you have more years of experience. But to me, your years of experience count, certainly, but they're not everything. Hmm. And sometimes being young is an advantage, especially when it comes to modern new trends, new ways of thinking. You wouldn't count on someone who's relatively older in Vietnam to teach you about emerging technology, blockchain, Bitcoin, mm. right? Yeah. Unless they're like specifically experts in those areas, fine. You wouldn't expect someone who's relatively older in Vietnam to know more about the impacts of social media, TikTok, right? There's no way. There's absolutely no way. So, you know, I would say that, you know, for those who are, what's the word? mindful of challenging other people and mindful of not speaking up and mindful of being less confident in a room of very senior people thinking that okay they are older and they know better just know this that it depends on the topic that you're talking about right and it depends on the sort of level of expertise in that particular topic you will be an expert in the room about something that others are not so be confident and stick to your guns I agree. Like back to the point where life is like a game, right? You're a character, and each person has a different route. So someone is older; they might have chosen a different skills to develop, mm-hmm. but they don't train enough of their other skills. Where you might have started your career, or started your life game, mm-hmm. really developing that other skill set that they may not know as well as you do. Mm-hmm. So unless you speak up. In a humble way, of course, not like, hey, I know more. You, you step down. <laughs> <laughs> no, not like that. Then... I like how you said step down and not the other S-T something word. <laughs> What's the other word? The one that your mum used, used to say. <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, 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 something like that. I mean, if you be humble yeah, and you, you share your knowledge, we all share knowledge, mm-hmm. right? constructively then it's actually more mm-hmm. beneficial and more productive for mm-hmm. the whole team because mm-hmm. it's a team effort uh, which i agree that it's more so in the west because mm-hmm. 
we don't talk about age here. Mm-hmm. There's no older brother, older sister. We just go, hey, Tom, hey, Michael, <laughs> hey, Long. <laughs> there's, there's no, oh, sorry, how old are you so that I can call you the right way? <laughs> In Vietnam, definitely, when I mm-hmm. meet someone, I'll ask, Oh, how old are you again? What year are you born? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm this, I'm this. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. call you older brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm also, I don't want people to call me older. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not because I don't want to be old, but I want them to express themselves more. You know, mm-hmm. and not to be, not to feel like they're less because of their age. Mm-hmm. Also, especially girls. I don't want girls calling me older because it sounds very flirty. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, older, older, long, older, long, older, brother, long, older, brother, long. I don't, I don't. Just, <laughs> just call me friend long. Okay? <laughs> is, it, is it because you're easily influenced or what? <laughs> no, no. I, I just. I mean, I don't like it. Mm, I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> Extra points there from Lan. <laughs> Another point that I want to make is, what do you think about the age perception from the Western world versus the Eastern world? So, for example, if someone says an Asian or a Vietnamese is old, oh man, that person is getting into trouble. You don't want to say that because you're going to offend the person, right? Mm. But you predict that their age is higher than their actual age, it's actually not very offensive. It doesn't necessarily immediately equate to being offensive in the West. And then people in the West would tend to think that, oh, okay, they think that I'm mature. What do you think about this? Definitely. If you estimate someone's age as older than what they really are in Vietnam, that is a huge, huge criticism. Mm-hmm. In the West, definitely less so. But I do feel like, uh, you know, some people I talk to, they also don't like people perceive them as old. Really? But to a much lesser extent than Vietnam. Much lower extent, right? So an example here is, if you were to guess someone's age in Vietnam, make the intelligent guess in your mind, and then minus like, I don't know, three or five or something, (laughs) just to be on the safe side, so that you come across as actually commending them and praising them for looking young. But in the West, um, a couple of colleagues that I have, when they look at their, let's say, profile picture, the company profile photo that they took a couple of years ago, they will look at it and they'll think, oh man, they don't think, wow, I look so young back then. They say, I look like a toddler. I look like a kid. <laughs> I don't look mature. I don't look experienced. You know, I, I pride myself in, let's say, my beard now, right? Or how I look is very mature and experienced now. Why is that so? That's, that's quite weird, isn't it? There's quite a difference between the two sides uh i i don't know i have a theory that uh maybe age comes with experience like you said and people in the west don't want to appear inexperienced so so if you appear too young like you're in high school and you're working you know maybe your 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 partners or your clients will think why are you sending a high school intern <laughs> to talk to me Right, so they want to look older. At least they want to look their age, just so they appear more experienced and not judged by their cover. That's my theory. Which was, I think, what I said. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the same theory. <laughs> but why is that not the case in Asia? Again, another theory of mine here: we prioritize youth 
because beauty industry in Asia is huge, partly also because of Korea, right? K-pop, Korea entertainment. People are always praising these um, stars that they never age. You know, they appear the same as 20 years ago. So youth is uh, prioritized to the max in Asia as well as in Vietnam. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, only because, you know, this perception of wanting to look young has been there for like decades. So way before K-pop and everything. Um, I don't know if it's a cultural reason behind it. But okay, there you go. That's my observation. Have you heard a lot? I mean, you obviously interned in the professional service in Vietnam, right? And you would know the corporate environment in Vietnam to a certain degree. Yes. What do you think about this dynamic, this age dynamic in a corporate environment in Vietnam? Does it affect you? Does it hinder you? Does it liberate you? Or does it put you in the right place, having the right responsibility and that's it? Like, how is it different to operating in a corporate in the UK? It affects the way I communicate and the way I express my opinion. But aside from the way that you communicate, mm -hmm. does it affect the content? Do you feel less motivated to speak up or to give inputs because you're mindful of your age? Definitely. When there is this expectation that, you know, you're young or you're new to the firm, you don't know anything, there's a silence saying in all of our heads saying, don't speak up, you know. Mm -hmm. You're just going to embarrass yourself mm -hmm. or the boss will scream at you. Mm -hmm. Something like that. So then you feel, okay, I better not speak up. I better not contribute to the company mm -hmm. because they might think I'm stupid or they might think that I'm being not respectful of the elders. Sorry, just to interject here, but I think it's a combination as well, isn't it? In terms of this age difference, but also kind of like I, I see in Asian societies a lot as well, the fear of being at fault mm. or being failure a particular topic you don't want to show that you're failing at something and also around you there's so many senior people there's so many different dynamics and factors that are playing at one particular point in time mm. and you feel oh dear don't want to say it at all i'll just shut up no exactly and that mentality and also that fear feeling i think it's very negative and it doesn't help with developing yourself as well as the company mm -hmm. because uh, team works best when everyone feels positive mm -hmm. and feels inclusive mm -hmm. now, whatever they say mm -hmm. there's no dumb questions you know just say it actually i don't agree with that <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> <laughs> because do you know why because some people uh, well not some a lot of people will say there are no dumb questions i think there are yes. dumb questions <laughs> no, no. No, uh, I, i'll tell you i'll tell you i'll tell okay, you why okay. certain yeah. questions are dumb all right all right some questions are dumb I don't want to use the word dumb here because it's quite demeaning, but some questions are not as good as other questions uh -huh. when they're not thoroughly thought about uh -huh. and that they can easily be Googled or you're not appreciating the context of the situation. For example, if I'm in a room with a lot of seniors and I ask a question, if we know the population of Nigeria, then we'll be able to figure that out. What's the population of Nigeria? Like, what are the chances of people knowing that on the top of their mind? Right. Nigeria yeah. is a big country, so they might know. But if I say some random country like, I don't know, uh, Mongolia or Tanzania or something. Right. They're not going to know. I should be Googling that and telling them. 
and you can do it in two seconds. So you shouldn't be asking random questions that are out of context or not appreciating the context of the situation or can be easily Googled. That's my view. And my view <laughs> is a little bit different. I mean, I agree that that question is not as good as other questions. Mm -hmm. To me, it, it tells something. It tells information that this person needs some sort of guidance. This person is underdeveloped. <laughs> <laughs> this, there, there is the fact that uh, this person is asking that question mm -hmm. tells me, okay, I need to uh, pay attention to this person's work more. Okay. And then I might give them more guidance, more support, because the reason why he's asking that seems like he, he or she doesn't have the, the, the right knowledge or the right uh, practical procedures to perform the work, right? Mm -hmm. So to me, if they don't ask that silly questions, mm -hmm. I would just ignore them. I said, oh, yeah, this is a great person. I would just let him okay. or her okay. do all the Got work. You. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like to it's it's not uh, at least they give you some sort of indicator of yeah they need help their thought process yeah 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 uh, and if it's a silly question it just screams hey I need help I don't know I don't know how to mm -hmm. and we better help them rather than mm -hmm. just leaving them alone I mean that's a good point because sometimes we have juniors um, and I work with juniors and they ask those sort of questions I will let them know my answer but then I'll sort of mindfully tell them in the background through a chat or something through mm. the system and then just tell them maybe this is something that you know you can proactively google the next time so that mm. you're in the position to tell us the answer um it just it just speaks uh about yourself better than you mm. asking the question It's a good thought process the direction of your thinking is correct but maybe you can take a more proactive approach um so that's something that i tend to i tend to do um, for those sort of questions that i think are you know, not not really the best of questions. And, you know, even moving away from in the working context, right? Mm. Sometimes people ask me a lot of questions about my career. Mm. And the questions that they tend to ask is so basic that you can Google. That's the thing. So what I tend to do is, look, I get like 20, 30, 40, 50 people asking me questions about my career and wanting to go into my career. That's completely fine. But make sure that you're asking in-depth questions that you can't really get online. Mm -hmm. You can't be asking things that you can easily get online, like what is this career about? What do you do? You know, what sort of things are you, are you expected to accomplish? You know, you can't ask those questions. You can ask questions, what are the fundamental new trends and skill sets that are required for this particular person in a particular profession to develop in order to stand out in the 21st century? Right? What are the top three key areas that clients are looking for, for example? Those sort of questions, that's fine. But you can't ask basic questions. It's, um, yeah, it's not... Big questions. I, don't, I wouldn't normally ask any questions like that. <laughs> <laughs> I just say, oh, hey, what do you do? <laughs> no, no, but that's the thing. You're, are you interested in going into that area? If you are, then uh, you, yeah. Would, yeah, you would have already yeah, yeah. done your research, right? You would yeah. have done your homework. But if you're just casually talking to someone, you're not really keen to get into that space, it's completely yeah. fine to ask, hey, what do you do? That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying from now. I guess what you're saying now. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, we, we need to go back to the topic of age and birthdays. <laughs> yes, yes. Age, age. Okay. So we were talking about older, wiser and, and uh, in the workplace. Mm -hmm. But also in, in society, like the older people are, the more correct they get. Mm -hmm. So let's give our views. 
Okay. What's your view then? My view is be respectable. Be respectable. No. Be respectful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My, I love how you were gearing up to the answer and then <laughs> use the wrong word. Okay. Be respectful of your counterparty, mm-hmm. right? The other person. Uh, but if you think that you know something, maybe their views are is a little bit wrong, then flag it up. Right. Don't be afraid to speak up mm-hmm. in a respectful way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, following all the customs, you know, if it's in Vietnam, mm-hmm. okay, sure, call them older brother, older sister, uncle, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but humbly and respectfully mm-hmm. challenge them. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to to speak up. And I would like to add to that with an additional point of be mindful of the context. And here, this is when I'm sure a lot of people in the country will be more than equipped to perform here in this skill set. But be mindful of the context and be tactful, all right? Be tactful, be khao lao about how you deliver it. You know, if you're in a big room and you're challenging someone, for example, be mindful of how it comes across to other people and how they're going to perceive that person that you're challenging. Right? Maybe it's something that you need to do after the meeting, for example. Mm. Right? Or maybe that's something you just need to do privately. Or maybe sometimes the context requires you to do it in front of the big room. But uh, yeah, just be very mindful of how you deliver it because it's extra, extra, extra important and necessary in a society like Vietnam and in, in Asia, I think, as a whole. Because of the whole culture of saving face. Yes. You don't want to lose face, right? And people don't want to lose face. And if you do so, you make sure that you get what you want, but also not making other people lose face and you have allies during the journey, then uh, yeah, that just means, that just speaks volumes about your interpersonal skills. Unless what you want is to make the other person lose face. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Putting someone on the spot, right? That's a phrase for it. I'm so sorry, Long. <laughs> Putting someone on the spot. Yeah. I'm, I'm just making you lose face, not in a room, with a, <laughs> but just with a couple of hundred or thousands of people. <laughs> Which I uh, know. I mean, it's fine. I mean, it's. I don't really mind it because it shows honesty. Mm-hmm. It shows we are all human. You know, we're we're not. Uh, uh, what's that word? Encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're not a dictionary or encyclopedia. We don't. We're not expected to know everything. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. Live your life. Mm-hmm. Be free. Okay, let's move on. Cool. <laughs> so, a related topic is the older a woman gets and the older a man gets, we'll get two different views in Vietnamese society. Yeah, this is uh, this is problematic, I think. Go ahead. So, let me just spell it out here. Mm-hmm. The older the woman gets, Mm -hmm. and if she is single still, Mm -hmm. then the society will think that they are, quote-unquote, less desirable, right? Mm. Okay, this is my observation. Mm -hmm. Not my feelings. (laughs) (laughs) And the older the male gets, now we have this interesting saying that goes, the older the ginger the spicier it gets. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, is a compliment, right? I think 
T will be very happy with that vocabulary. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. The older the ginger, the spicier it gets. So, in short, older female, not so good. Mm-hmm. Older male, mm-hmm. but single, mm-hmm. very good. Why is that so? For females, do you think? I think it stems from uh, traditional roots. Okay. That a duty of a female was back then was to bear children mm-hmm. and to take care of the home. Mm-hmm. And biologically, they can do that duty best when they are young, 20s, early 20s, late 20s, maximum. Mm-hmm. So when we progress to a modern society, mm-hmm. that thinking is still you know, in the back of our head saying, okay, woman, you should be thinking about having kids, mm-hmm. which means getting married uh, before 30. If you get past that age, mm-hmm. okay, people want you because you can bear children. Now, the older you get, the less likely that you can bear children. So people don't want you anymore. That's that's a very uh, street way of saying it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's with uh, female, yeah. And with male, I think there's no nothing stopping them from reproduction <laughs> <laughs> capabilities. And and the more older male gets. Uh, because of their burden of being the column of the house, right? They work like hell, mm-hmm. and then they they earn more money. So mm-hmm. the older they get, the richer the male becomes, and the more desirable because the female, the younger females now will go and they want a a, a you know a dependable column mm-hmm. of the house. So <laughs> that's my analysis of why this thinking is there, right? How do you feel? Yeah, I agree with that. There's so many dimensions. It's multifaceted. This entire topic, but like you said, biology plays a role. Yeah, and I don't know much, but I think when females go beyond their thirties, approaching their forties, that's when it's harder to bear children. Am I correct to say that? Yes, statistically, yes. Yeah, so that's that's one thing. I think number two is also the rise in the middle class and. Just you know, women going into the workforce more, people f- more career oriented, so they're pushing back this whole having kids agenda much later into their years. Mm. And now there's a huge sort of wave of narrative about people not even wanting to bear children at all because financially it's just so so difficult to have kids and to live a comfortable and material life. Mm. So that's why a lot of couples. Or a lot of individuals do not want to have kids, and then number three is also on the beauty aspect. Traditionally, and I don't know if this is ingrained in biological thinking or not, but beauty is always attributed to the women, less so to the men. Now there is more, but it's always been more towards the women. You know, with the whole makeup scene and industry, people will look at a man without makeup and say, "Oh, he looks completely fine." But a woman without makeup these days. Is frowned upon, which is so unfair. Yeah, it's so tiring, and it's so painful, and it's so exhausting to be a woman these days. I know. I think so. Um, so I am very lucky. I I do feel that I'm very lucky to be a man because just society expectations is. Of course, it's not to say that there aren't challenges for men. You know, like you said, you know, always having to be the breadwinner, the pillar of the family, so on and so forth. There's a lot of mental stress that comes with it as well. But uh, yeah, I, I think to be fair, women have it harder than men. Um, so with all of these factors in play, the older the woman gets, 
I kind of get the saying that the less desirable, the less value that she has, which of course I don't agree with. Yeah, statistically for bearing children, which is like you said, becoming less and less of a priority now. So we have to let this one go. You know, the older the the a woman gets, it's fine. You know, what's most important is she's aware of uh, statistics and her goals. Mm-hmm. If she wants to to bear children, okay, she should read up about it, and mm-hmm. find the optimal time of doing it. But if she doesn't want to do it, then stop judging and stop saying all oh, these things, all oh, these questions at Lunar New Year, like, hey, when are you getting married? Yeah. When you're this? Right? Because it's not their goals. It's not their objective. Yeah. Her goals and her objective might be become independent, be a millionaire, mm-hmm. live by themselves, mm-hmm. support their parents. Mm-hmm. What is danger is forcing the society mode mm-hmm. onto people mm-hmm. you know they should have their own goals but i kind of get from a sort of society government slash policy perspective because if this keeps on going then we're facing problems like japan is facing mm. which is the aging population and the downwards trend of the economy right yeah that's why you know you've got population control policies like the one-child policy in China, but now they're not adopting the one-child policy anymore, so on and so forth, to make sure that they control the quote-unquote pipeline of the population. Mm. You know, they know by this year how many people are in the country, how many people are contributing to the economy, how many people are in different age brackets. Which I think can easily be uh, incentivized. You know, they can give benefits for... Yeah, there's a lot of benefits, I think, in Singapore and in Japan in terms of having kids, you know, financial benefits. um, Yeah, all sorts. Yeah, because there are costs. I I really feel that there are costs for the the woman to bear children. You know, she had to stop her career, which means no promotions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, She cannot earn income Mm -hmm. if she stayed at home looking out for the children. Mm Mm-hmm. So all these costs are, are, you know, always in a woman's or in a family's thinking mm-hmm. that they have to consider before deciding to have a children. Mm-hmm. So yes, yes, let's talk about our views here on this older female versus older male. Okay. I respect older woman. You pronounced that correctly. <laughs> <laughs> and the older they get, mm-hmm. while they're being independent, mm-hmm. kudos to that. I'm saying they're defying the norms, all right? Mm -hmm. And if you're listening to our podcast, kudos to you. Well done. I appreciate you. Keep going. Achieve your goals, whatever it is. Don't let society dictate what you have to do. Mm -hmm. All right. That's that's my (laughs) (laughs) What about the men then? Let's talk about the men. Uh, Oh, man, there's there's nothing to talk about. What do you mean there's nothing to talk about? You know... For example, one of the reasons for the high suicide rates in countries like South Korea and Japan is because the men are mentally exhausted and they're always having to work super, super hard to provide for the family. Mm. And it's not just their wife or their partner and their kids, but also their grandparents because the life expectancy is relatively high, isn't it? Yeah. Because they're approaching this whole aging population crisis. So one guy has to work so hard. And that's why you're seeing a lot of these. I'm not saying that's the sole reason, but it's one of the reasons for the high suicide rates. Does it take a toll on the mental health of these men 
in this sort of expectation, you know, when you're reaching a particular age now, you're expected to just support and carry and steer the entire ship. Definitely. It's a big pressure. And I think that is the main reason for suicide. The tipping of it, you know, the actual trigger of suicide may be something so small. Mm -hmm. But the buildup of this pressure over years is, I think, the main cause. And it has a, a big impact on, on mental health, like you said. And the way out of this, I think, is just a change in thinking mm -hmm. and also a share of burden. Mm -hmm. So let, let's let's appreciate the ability of females and women, right? They're, they're equal, mm -hmm. nothing less. So share responsibility of earning income with them, mm -hmm. share responsibility of taking care of children with them because... Mm -hmm. You know, men can take care of children as well. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we be flexible. We're a team. Mm -hmm. So if you are a team, you feel less stress, right? Mm -hmm. You can share all your problems with your partner. Sometimes being a male and the only working male in the family, you have problems at work that you feel not necessary to share mm -hmm. because you don't want them to worry. You don't want to appear like you are less capable. Mm -hmm. And that builds a pressure inside you, I think. So by creating a team, mm -hmm. appreciating your partner, it solves this pressure problem. Well spoken. I think we're creeping into the areas of gender roles now, and less so on age. <laughs> so of course, like all of these topics are very interlinked and intertwined. So maybe we can talk about this in a future episode in greater detail. But okay, let's move on to the final topic then. A very interesting one. All right, I prepared some special things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Surprise me, please. It's about Zodiac and Horoscope. Mm -hmm. What's the difference between the two? It's actually the same. The difference is Chinese version versus mm -hmm. Western version. Okay. But is it like for like? So there, is it 12? It is like for like. And um, there are many deeper differences between them but the largest difference is first of all the name uh -huh. you know the 12 animals in chinese zodiac you have rats and rooster whatever <laughs> 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 sounds like a farm or something <laughs> horoscope horoscope is a uh, western one is um i don't know pisces <laughs> i know i'm leo that's all i know and okay. i know the other pisces okay, okay. <laughs> uh so in names and also in frequency uh, whereas chinese zodiac is once every year okay that they change right uh -huh. horoscope is every month or so that they change oh okay so that makes sense, right? You okay. have Leo, which is August. I know Leo. I'm Leo. Okay. <laughs> Besides from that, it all stems from uh, astrology, stars, uh, way of things. We're definitely not technically equipped <laughs> to talk about this. <laughs> but let me tell you a, a funny story okay. of the origin of Chinese Zodiac, mm -hmm. right? Western Zodiac, I think it just comes from astrology. Someone look at the stars. Okay, let me take some notes. Right. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> connect some dots <laughs> that's that's a uh, western but chinese zodiac comes from the jade emperor are you just going <laughs> to tell me the story of kung fu panda or something <laughs> no, no 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 jade emperor in so many years ago held a race mm -hmm. of the animals mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and the 12 animals who participated mm -hmm. were then enlisted in this list of uh, 12 zodiac in the order of winning. 
So uh, what is the first one? The is rat, right? So rat is the one it's that comes. So first. illogical. <laughs> <laughs> no, what do you mean? It's the fastest. Rat is so fast. It's also the tiniest. <laughs> <laughs> Look, like a rat will probably take 1,000 steps to be equivalent <laughs> to a dragon taking one step. And the yeah. rat wins. Who came up with this illogical <laughs> story? It just does not make sense. <laughs> Jade Emperor. Did the rat sit on someone's <laughs> head or something and then jump to the finishing line? What's the second animal? Uh, uh, so. What's that? <laughs> Ox. That is so illogical. <laughs> oh my god, I have so many questions for this. I have so many questions for the, whoever thought of this story. How did the ox get second? It's like so bloody slow. <laughs> There's actually a story where the mouse went to a river and then couldn't, you know, swim. So he saw all those big animals and the ox was one of them. And then, you know, ox are kind creatures, right? So the mouse jumped on the head of the ox and then as they crossed the river and the rat being all smart and all jumped to the finishing line and finished first and that's how the rat finished before the ox can i ask you yeah what if the emperor says all right guys go and win this race everyone goes for the race and then the winner is attributed to the person who finishes last. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the third one? Tell me who the third one is. It's Yan. It, uh, I will flip this table if it's a pig. <laughs> no, pig is the last. Huh? Okay, then my theory doesn't hold. Then. <laughs> tiger. Yan is tiger. Okay, fine. That makes sense. So am I right to say that the rat and the ox are just shit scared of the tiger that's why they ran so fast <laughs> that's so fast and then the tiger came <laughs> and then after the tiger you have the cat <laughs> <laughs> just because the tiger and the cat looks quite similar so we'll probably group them together in terms of the speed okay and then you have the dragon i this, this does not make sense oh my god like how is what's how, what was the dragon doing <laughs> <laughs> the dragon is probably the length of the entire race <laughs> <laughs> and then you have snake. I see, I'm, 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 <laughs> <laughs> the cat is similar to the tiger, so let's put it after that. <laughs> the snake is quite similar to the dragon, so let's put it after the dragon. Oh my god. I see I see a pattern here. Next. Yeah, yeah. I can see. And then the next is the horse. Horse. Tell me yeah. there's a pony or something <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> oh, it's a, a lamb. <laughs> <laughs> so horse and lamb. Okay. And which is four leg, right? Which everyone is for, like, but anyway, <laughs> they're similar. And then you come monkey. Monkey. Right? Yes. Oh, this is so illogical. All right. After All right monkey. We, we, we're not going to go through every single one, but okay, I get the idea now. Rooster. Rooster is after monkey. Mm -hmm. That's me. So I'm, I'm the monkey. Oh, you're the rooster. Yes. I, I come after you. Is it is it the rooster or the chicken? <laughs> rooster, I think, is the way. Or is it the hen? No. <laughs> the rooster, <laughs> rooster. Okay. And then the dog. So, what's the significance of zodiac and horoscopes and long? All right. Before I Google, right? Let me just be honest here. I Googled yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Before I Google, this is my version of my knowledge. Mm -hmm. Everyone is an animal in Chinese zodiac, mm -hmm. and each animal has mm -hmm. a different personality mm -hmm. in different 
fate mm-hmm. that's been written for them. Mm-hmm. You can read your readings of zodiac, mm-hmm. which is also based on upon stars and astrology, mm-hmm. and try to predict the future and predict how you feel mm-hmm. across certain events, mm-hmm. which is similar to Western zodiac, but that's on a monthly basis. You mm-hmm. can have your monthly reading now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's my understanding before. Mm-hmm. And after I Google, my understanding is the same. <laughs> <laughs> But now I know of the story that I just told you. <laughs> wow, value adding. Well, my next question to you is: Do you believe in these things? I do believe in Chinese zodiac, but not in horoscope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, please tell me why. Because it's been ingrained in my childhood. Okay. Through my mom. So what? When you were a little kid, your mom just tells you all the time, "You're a chicken. <laughs> you're a chicken. You're a chicken. You're a chicken. No, you're a chicken. Cluck, boy, cluck." We we have customs like going to the pagoda or the temple, right? Yeah. And have readings, and so I did not want to believe it. Yeah. But when you know the reading said, "Oh, something bad is gonna happen to you. <laughs> you have to pay one hundred thousand dollars now." <laughs> <laughs> then, then when fear strikes I think this is fear you become a chicken <laughs> <laughs> then when, when fear strikes I started to okay you know 100,000 that's not a lot okay here you go take away my battle <laughs> <laughs> so for so little cost you have that peace of mind And slowly and gradually, year after year, the cost becomes enormous. <laughs> <laughs> no, the cost still remains the same. One hundred. Okay, inflation one hundred twenty. Yeah, 100. but it adds up. No. Yeah, it adds up, but you know, it's small. Okay. According Whoa. to a yearly, yearly rich fat. <laughs> yearly. <laughs> but then, what starts to change is once you pay because you believe in the bad luck. Yeah. Then I think, okay, let's look at the good luck. Let's see what it says. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I have good fortune this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great, and it makes me feel even better. Mm-hmm. And I want to believe what makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. I think it's just human nature. When when it's good things, we want to believe it. Mm-hmm. So then I came to believing it slowly, slowly, gradually, mm-hmm. but not with the Western horoscope. So then I I don't believe it. Why? Because I don't do those readings. So as long as you don't read it, you don't believe it. Yes, from childhood. Okay, am I right to say that you're advocating brainwashing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm advocating forming your beliefs, your anchor, right? Or the other word is manipulating how you think when you're a kid. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to believe it if you have a strong mental. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you are a little bit weak, mm-hmm. you need support. Mm-hmm. You need something to to fall back on, mm-hmm. and and sometimes a religion mm-hmm. can be great for that. Oh, that's a good point. That's a very interesting point. So it's more of peace of mind for your mentality and spirituality. Yeah, uh, yes, for people who don't have a strong mentality. Mm-hmm. Okay, fascinating, huh? So I think it's great. It's great. So you can sort of hear from my tone now that I don't believe in any of this. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> not a single bit. And uh, similar to you, I was ingrained when I was a little kid. I was told that you're a monkey, you know. And then, you know, you would bring all the positive traits of a monkey to tell me how amazing I am. Yes. You know, monkey is probably the closest to human. 
so smart, intelligent, monkeys are nimble and fast and agile, you know, so you're good at sports. <laughs> I, I, I agree, I agree, because you play football, right? Yeah, so yeah. So that, well, that, yeah, I believe that, right? So maybe that helped my development and uh, my uh, my abilities in sports. And then dancing as well, yeah. Monkeys are funny and, and, you know, humorous and they're quite mischievous. So you have personality and characteristics. So I believe that. Yeah. I, I believe all of those things. And then the thing about this is it's, it's such a big thing in Vietnam, at least from a sort of family and relative perspective, because every time you meet someone and they ask your age, they'll immediately be able to deduce that you're in the same animal category as them. So, <laughs> oh, you're the same as your father. You're both monkeys. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I am. And then when I was a kid, I was like, that fascinated me. Oh, my father is also monkey. I'm also monkey. Wow, that's absolutely amazing. But now, when you're like 29 years old, you look back. What the hell does that do? <laughs> It doesn't help with anything. We're monkeys. Ooh, wee. Can we talk monkey to each other? No, we can't. Are we going to throw bananas at each other? No, we're not. So it doesn't mean anything now. Um, but yeah, just like, that's a good point that you made. Like when you're a kid, you're being, I, I, I can only relate to the monkey story, right? But if you're a pig, then <laughs> I'm so sorry. But what do you tell your kids? Or do you just not talk about it at all? You will eat and <laughs> you will grow up very fast and you will be a very good source of food and protein to the population. <laughs> no, no, pig is cute, you know, like, oh, you're a pig. You're, yeah, you're... Yeah, you're, yeah, you look at the positive side, right? You're probably like yeah. chubby and your people want to hug you. <laughs> yeah, well fed, you, you have no problem with food. Yeah, you'll you grow up and you'll, you'll be strong. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I think the reason why people believe it is its predictions sometimes very generic. It's too generic. That's the problem. Yeah, and it applies. If you if you read a reading of another animal covering the name of the animal, mm -hmm. you can still relate to it. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there, there are some difficulties this year for you. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, and there's some small fortune coming up. Oh yeah, do take note and uh, seize the opportunity. Yes, I will. <laughs> Because it's very generic. It's kind of like those fortune cookies, aren't they? <laughs> your mind always tries to link it back to yourself and try to validate whether it's correct or not. Yeah, but it's based on a star's reading. So astrology, I mean... So let's talk more about the horoscope side of things. Do you think there's a bit more science to it? Is there science at all behind horoscopes? Because obviously the fundamental backbone of the Chinese zodiacs is from a legend, right? A story, a myth. But you told me that horoscopes are based on astrology instead. Okay, so on the point of horoscope, right, I think let's go back in time a little bit to understand its origin. Astrology originated from Babylon far, far back, 2,400 years ago, ancient times. So that's when people started drawings on the rock, you know, describing star patterns and things like that. And then that got refined to Egyptian time and Greek time. And I think that uh, the Greek version is what's carried on to become horoscope as we know it. But the backbone and the foundation of it is still based on a mytholo mythological. <laughs> mythological. 
mythological, yes, mytho mythological belief that each constellations bear a unique set of personality, and the science is just used to. Or this is according to my understanding. The science is just used to dictate when people are linked to each constellation. But the constellation itself will have a set of rules that okay, you are happy, you are technical, and that is mythological. Mm. I'm so sorry. It's so bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I think that you can't really take the entire population of seven to eight billion people on Earth, chop it down to twelve groups, and then just say all of these people have somewhat of the same personality as each other. That's the first thing. Second thing is, where do you draw the line? It's kind of like your old woman at 69 age, and then <laughs> when she becomes 70, she's certainly correct, and you should you should say yes to everything, right? When do you draw the line, like because for horoscopes, for example, there is a certain day in the month, right? And then it mm. goes like 30 days or 31 days to the next month, and then you become a different horoscope if you're born in that group, like. Just because we're one second apart in terms of our birth dates doesn't mean we're going to have just two different, completely different personalities and characteristics. It's so illogical. It just doesn't make sense. And so many people, I mean, I would love to have someone to go on the show and explain their views on horoscopes because at the moment, the both of us don't feel very strongly about it. And it'd be great to have a different perspective on the show here. But, you know, uh, please if you can, and if you want to, convince us or convince me why horoscopes are a thing. And I think ultimately, at the end of the day, it's your point there just now along on sometimes people just want to fall back on something so that they have a sense of belief and stronger guidance in life. But other than that, it doesn't tell you anything. But interestingly, there has been a study called the Barnum Effect the theory of people tend to believe a supernatural telling of their future because uncertainty is always in someone's mind and they want something to provide comfort, kind of predictable ability of their future. So they will tend to believe things like that. And where horoscope comes in is it, it tells a very vague and generic adjectives mm -hmm. which let everyone to believe because it can apply to anyone and everyone in all years. So that's how people believe in horoscope. Okay. Which is my case. I believe it because it gives me comfort. It gives me a sense that I can predict this year. And this year is a good year. <laughs> and then once you, you start with a positive mindset, maybe it will become a positive year. Mm -hmm. Right? A rippling effect. Yes. Like you, uh, what's that saying? Like Because you predict it, because you expect it, mm -hmm. it eventually becomes real. Yeah, you right. gear your mind and your head and your yeah. perspectives towards that. Yeah, yeah. And your actions follow. It's uh, beneficial in that way. Mm -hmm. But anyway, let's, let's have a reading here. I prepared both. Okay. Right? <laughs> Chinese, Zodiac, mm -hmm. and Horoscope. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just very long, which I'm just going to pick uh, pieces. Here. Oh, so you prepared horoscope or zodiac or both? Both. Okay, both. Wow. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to read now. Wait, what's your... I'm the monkey and I'm, I think I'm Pisces. Ah, Pisces. Yeah, that's it. Okay, yeah, Pisces. Okay, I'm going to read a horoscope now. It can be 
mine. It can be yours. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then you can guess which okay, one. Okay, I like this. I like this. I'm I'm also different from your horoscope. I'm Leo. Yes, yes, you mentioned it. <laughs> okay, so it starts with the universe is bestowing some cosmic gifts today, Pisces. You just said Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Okay. You're so oh, no, no. mad at this. <laughs> let me let me do that again. Which, in my defense, also Leo starts with the cosmic gifts is giving you today, Leo. So you know <laughs> nothing is revealed yet. Okay, let me just get straight to the the reading. Okay. <laughs> Venus stay in the sign of the ram is a positive one for you. It works to increase your income and ability to earn. It's also the best time for the year to get reacquainted with your old skills and talents that may be able to help you boost your income. That's it. This doesn't tell me anything. <laughs> <laughs> Let me read the other one. Okay, read the okay. other one, please. Okay. Also, Venus. Something is with Venus this month. Yeah, what's with Venus, man? Venus stays in the sign of Ram is also positive for you. <laughs> as new educational opportunities emerge, as well as activities that get you out of your comfort zone. That's it. Oh my god! <laughs> Absolutely useless. <laughs> so, which one? Which it's one not helpful you at all. I'm so sorry. I'm so frank and blunt in this podcast, but it's it's so useless. <laughs> I I don't know where you're reading this from. Is it from a website or something? Yes, astrology.com. Okay, you know what? Astrology.com probably had some sort of graduate to come in and to write some bullshit every month. <laughs> the <laughs> the brief is just make it general <laughs> that anyone can relate to. Just write something about your life, <laughs> and then people will identify themselves with it. It starts with analyzing astrology movements, like Venus is moving to the west or whatever. Oh my god! Which is, I think, is science and actual facts. Anyway, which one do you think is yours? It's so not, one we have. It's not going to make any impact if I choose. You know? <laughs> it's just, it's, 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 all right. Which one the, relates to you? Which one relates to you more? Uh, so one we have educational opportunities get out of your comfort zone or you can increase your income and ability to the thing earn. is both both relate to me and both <laughs> do not relate to me like it depends on how i think uh i've just got to choose one uh, the first one relates to me and the second one relates to you so educational it relates to you yes it was the other way around it's actually me i'm educational <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so bullshit i think think of it this way when you when you th go in, you don't read any other any other months. You just read yours. Yeah. And well, I I do. I'm sorry, but I do because you I, read other months. Yeah, I want to sense check like what other bullshit is out there. <laughs> but the 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 normal person just read theirs. Yeah, and probably. Then they... Yeah. What I tend to do is, you know, when I started looking into horoscope, I read mine. It was so generic. I started reading all the other months and just put myself into that box and see if it relates to me. They all bloody relate to me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. oh my God. All right. Zodiac then. Zodiac is more, this is a Vietnamese website, so I'm, I might struggle to translate. Okay. But I'll try. I'm a good translator. Mm -hmm. Like my mom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> She's also a translator. Okay. All right. I'm going to read one first. Let's start with Career. Okay, there's a section on career. Okay. Everything is good. Good progress. Good luck. 
your career is meeting goodwill right <laughs> about you know you know that saying oh, yeah you, yeah yeah i know i know you will get some profits oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's so okay yep okay let's compare it with the other one yeah also Korea. i think that's applicable to the both of us <laughs> <clears throat> you have somewhat of good career prospects good progression oh my god <laughs> oh no but this one is a little bit different here you need to be tactful in relationships in your workplace <laughs> <laughs> oh my god please do not be angry when, <laughs> when you are not when you're working do not show anger that's it it would be very unique if something says you have to show anger in your work in order to progress now that to me is insight this is just generic fluff yeah it's very generic isn't it yeah okay look if it's saying that don't be angry i'm probably i probably have propensity to be more angry than you <laughs> so the second one's for me and then the first one's for you <laughs> You said wrong. <laughs> the angry one is me. You're not so, gonna. You're not gonna get angry at work. <laughs> this is very generic. Yeah, useless advice. I mean, the whole population of 1990. I'm not gonna say my age. <laughs> <laughs> the whole population. 1980. Of, <laughs> but I mean, people can can really know it from our zodiac anyway. So yeah. Anyway, uh, the person in my year oh applies to this. It's hard to believe, right? Mm-hmm. And then when doubts kick in, mm-hmm. that's when we turn to horoscope because no. it's a diff- different month. No. <laughs> <laughs> when doubt kicks in, <laughs> what do you do? I, I probably just rationalize and try to think. Right, I problem solve in my mind. How do I solve this thing? I don't look to religion. I don't look to horoscope. I don't look to zodiac. Oh my god. The question is, okay, so how are you going to predict your year? Do I need to predict my year? How do you how do you predict your year? You only predict your year by rationalizing and developing a plan mm. of what you want to achieve in certain milestones. Western. Yeah. Corporate. Well, it's, it's not necessarily Western because Western goes to horoscope as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's that's I mean, I I appreciate the fact that I'm You know the way that I think is quite different to a lot of other people. So um, yeah, it's it's just different, which is fine. Yeah. I mean, we appreciate the differences. It can work to to advantage. You exactly. Know? If I have that belief, for example, yeah, you know, we can exchange ideas. We can challenge each other, mm-hmm. and then at the end, we might see, oh, okay, maybe you have a point there that mm-hmm. I did not think of. Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting for that point to come for horoscopes and zodiacs, and uh, yeah. I think the both of us have agreed that we don't really. I mean, do you agree? You haven't really explicitly said it. I agree, partly. Define partly. I don't go overboard. Like people who, uh, uh, you know, they they pick a date that's good to go out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> Or pick a pick a time like when you go out of the house at 3 p.m. Fortune will come to you. <laughs> a pile <laughs> of money like will fall from the sky. <laughs> So, so there you can be very specific. You know, mm-hmm. this year is good for setting up a company, but not last year, not next year, this year, oh, something like that. God. Okay. 
but I partly believe in. Uh, I'd say I, I'm amused by it. I do yearly reading just to. Do you? Yeah, just to see how, what you know. It's a little bit funny, you know. Oh, this year we have good prospect, mm. and then if it's uh, some good luck, then it cheer me up, mm-hmm. and I want to believe it. Mm-hmm. So I'd say I do want to believe it. If it's good luck, <laughs> <laughs> but if it's bad luck, then oh, absolute bullshit! <laughs> oh, then I pay money to get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> so the moral of your story is money solves everything. <laughs> Or something, just, just you know, throw money at the problem <laughs> and it'll go away. You remember those letters thing? Like they wrote to you. And they said, "Bad luck is upon you if you don't write 10 copies <laughs> and distribute to other you know 10 what? people." You know what? What I tend to do is I read it, and then when it says, "If you don't," I just <laughs> I just close the tab. Absolutely useless waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> I I had that once, and I have to handwrite because it was <laughs> it was not an email. It was. Sent in by my friend in the same class. Like, hey, Long, look at this. Why? Why did you trap me? Oh, I have to write. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Ah, uh, yeah. Maybe we can have an episode as well on superstition, religion, beliefs, so on and so forth. Very good topic. Yeah, feng shui probably goes in there as well. Oh, I have so much to say about feng shui. We we have argued about feng shui in the past. All right. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on then. Shall we spend the last couple of minutes just to read out some of the comments and feedback that we've gotten over the past yeah. couple of weeks? Of course. So let me put them up. We've got uh, a lot of comments from my mom on YouTube. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to mom. Shout out to you. Yo, guys. Like, if you're listening on YouTube, you you just scroll down <laughs> to the comment section and likely. It will be Long's mum as the first comment. Shout out to Long's mum. Go subscribe to her. <laughs> She's probably gonna have some sick translation content on her YouTube channel. <laughs> no, thank you, mum. No, she created her YouTube account just to comment. Wow! Did she ask her friends to create their YouTube channels as well to subscribe? So she learned how to create a YouTube account, which is a big deal That's for very supportive. Yes, people in her age bracket, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she then. Coached and <laughs> on the job training other seniors to create their account just to to like and subscribe. Yeah, so that, that's amazing. Kudos yeah. to your mom. Thank amazing. you. Amazing. Well, my mom doesn't listen to this at all. <laughs> <laughs> my mom listened to it for like five or ten minutes, and then she was like, "This is too long." <laughs> <laughs> Her attention span is so short. She probably likes TikTok or something. <laughs> like... Yeah, yeah. But my mom listened to learn English, so there's a reason for listening. I think it's probably from a background as well, right? She does translation. She likes the... she likes language. Yeah, yeah. Linguisticality. My yeah. mom likes uh, just Vietnamese drama. <laughs> 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 she just watches that. All right, and uh. Some real comments here. Mm-hmm. From, uh, real comments. Okay. <laughs> a comment from Quốc Zoom. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was left on Facebook. Mm-hmm. He was saying that he was appreciative of uh, our episodes. Mm-hmm. How he listened to uh, a couple of it and mm-hmm. got really good. Mm-hmm. And then he has a suggestion 
He said, "Can I have an episode specifically focusing on Hill and Long, their journey in different countries apart from Vietnam, how you guys found out about your dream career, and so on?" Well, mm. he made an assumption there in terms of dream career. <laughs> okay, so it's kind of like you being my golden guest and I'm being your golden guest. Um, the way that I would respond to that is, we want to make sure that our golden guests bring you some sort of interest or insight or some sort of inspiration for you. We also want to make sure that they have the right pool of audience as well to make sure that this show is sustainable, and so therefore. Maybe at this point in time, it's not the best for us to be golden guests ourselves. I would like to say we are interesting people, long. No? I would like to say that. Very. So we we do <laughs> we do have interesting stories to tell you and to share, but uh, maybe when this podcast has more a larger audience base, then maybe that's probably a better time. What do you think? I think when we run out of guests, or when guests don't work. <laughs> we're, we're not going to run out of guests. Like our list of guests is so long now. Like we're not going to be able to cover all of them by the end of this year. We run out of them because they don't want to join. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Then we can talk about ourselves. Okay. <laughs> which is very interesting. I'm not saying that we're not interesting. Yeah, yeah. We're the backup, but still interesting. Yeah, we're the very interesting backup. <laughs> okay. Next comment. Okay. And the other comments we have was on our Instagram. Was sent in by Diamond. Nguyen, shout out to you, Diamond. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> Startled me there. <laughs> All right, so this is a, a message on politics. Are we going to backtrack? Let's just read it out. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. Uh, she previously suggested that we do a uh, a topic mm -hmm. about politics, mm -hmm. and then she clarified that it hits me hard because people around the world, at least in the Western world, are always get up to date and open to discuss about their country's issues and politics. Mm -hmm. So I'm just curious on your point of views. Should we as Vietnamese citizens, even though staying abroad, including people in Vietnam, should we care about our own country's politics? Will it make any difference if we do or we do not? Not to criticize the ideology that the country choose to follow. Do you want to answer this? <laughs> uh, there's only one answer here. No. <laughs> <laughs> so the question is, should we, you know, care or not, right? And does it make a difference? The only answer to this question is, no, no matter the topic is, if you care for it, if you want it to improve, if you want it to, to be better for you, for your family, for other people, you have to care. And when enough people care, it will make a difference. I think that's the ultimate question. Uh, that's the ultimate answer to the question. Mm -hmm. I agree. The question is, should we care? Yes, we should. Yeah. But how we show that care, <laughs> that's, a, that's a different story. Um, we can show it in so many different ways. It doesn't need to be from a very extreme manner. But we can spur the conversation. Oh, no. Uh oh, that brings responsibility on us. <laughs> no, well, well, we can have like, you know, casual conversations with our friends. Um, I'm sure at the moment a lot of people do so. Does it make a difference? Yes, it does. It changes people's mentalities. Mm. It changes the next generation and how they think. Because the next generation are going to be the country's next generation of leaders as well. Yeah, they will be more informed. Mm -hmm. 
you know, it doesn't need to be a fundamental overhaul of how things are being run at the moment. Vietnam is very lucky. The way that it's handled COVID has shown that. You know, if you look around the world at the moment, there are countries who are experiencing a lot of hardship. You look at Myanmar, you look at those in the Middle East or Africa, like Yemen, in Mexico at the moment as well. A lot of immigration flows trying to get into the US because of drug cartels and gangs and violence. So Vietnam is doing very well relative to a lot of countries. Can it be done better? Yes. How so? That depends. But what I'm trying to say is it doesn't necessarily need to be an, an, a complete overhaul. Yeah. Because if you look at traditionally perceived like amazing places like the US, they have so many problems as well. Look at the whole racial abuse situation in the US. Last year was Black Lives Matter. This year is all about Asian violence. Mm. Next year, is it going to be the Hispanic community? I don't know. But there's so many problems in each country as well. And at times, yes, we should be discussing the problems, but yes, we should also be appreciating what's good and how we can make things better. I agree. I agree. We should care. And only by discussing can we show our way forward. Mm -hmm. All right. That's all the comments we have. Amazing. Let's wrap this episode up. Do you want to wrap it up? I do. I do. I do. <laughs> oh, no. I have to wrap this episode up. It's the emergency. Thank you, guys, for listening to this week's Topical 2. Do let us know in the comments of your thoughts and feedback. Join us and our community online, on Facebook, Instagram, on Convo Comrades. And for now, oh, oh. <laughs> Oh my god, I coughed and I spat all of my tea everywhere. And for now, bye-bye. <laughs>